have those Wade translations. We have a few left if you haven't gotten one or if you have reserved one and haven't gone and picked it up. We're going to uh, make those available pretty soon for whoever. So I would strongly recommend you go and get one of those. And uh, I, th this thought has come back to me two or three times in the last few days. Uh, I was saying something one day about a book that I was reading yeah. and uh, how that it was just impacting me. And I thought, you know, I, I think I'm going to take that with me and read it again on vacation. It's just, you know, you, you read through it and you think you get all there is. And you go back and read it, and I think, hello, where was I? I thought I was here with this book, and I missed that part. I mean, you know. But uh, the hearing God. Uh, I heard um, Andrew Womack say that, that uh, when they, the first, first time that he, he uh, Barry Bennett, ministered there in, uh, in uh, Grace Carrots, over in Colorado Springs, uh, it was the most demanded CD that they had ever had. Uh, it, the things that he was sharing were just so impactful. So, you know, if you uh, haven't gotten that book, I would suggest you go get it. How many do you have of those? Two or three. So we need to get some more of those. Okay, we have been doing a series entitled Authority and Dominion. And I want us to go back and look, look at some things uh, this morning. I want you to open to three places. Matthew 13, put your finger there. Uh, Luke 8, put your finger there. And put a finger in Mark 4, because we're going to keep coming back to these. And this will just make it easier for you. Um, Mark, uh, Matthew 13, verse 11. This is the, uh, the New King James. He answered and said to them, because it has been given, they're asking him, why do, you, why do you use parables? Why don't you just talk straight to these people? And so he's giving them an answer. He says, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it's not been given. In the Wade translation he says, and he, he in reply said, to you has been granted knowledge of the secrets concerning the dominion of, of heaven. But to them it's not been granted. I mean, this, this in the Wade translation is so full in just that one verse. To you... It has, been, it has been granted. To you has been granted knowledge of the secrets concerning the dominion of heaven. 
Don't ever say, well, you know, I, I hear people say, they, they talk about, they hear, hear the word mysteries, and they say, oh, that's just a mystery to me. That's just a mystery to us. You know, if you go through and you look up the word mysteries, you'll find that God's not holding anything back from us. We're His children. He wants His children well-educated, well-versed. So there's nothing. It's just that people are lazy. They don't want to get in and dig. You know, if you knew that I was a renowned treasure hunter and a, a successful treasure hunter, I have, I have made millions from finding different things. And I come to you one day and I say, here, brother, I want to give you this map. And uh, don't lose that. And, and on the map, there's, there's, a, there's a little circle, red circle, with an X in the middle of it. But you don't know what state it is. You don't know what country it is. But there's names all around the map. Would you go and hunt? I mean, you know, there's different ways that you can hunt, different things that you can use to find out where that thing is. I mean, it could make you rich. You would put some effort into that. So what he's saying to us here in the Word. Mark 4, verse 11. This is the New King James. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You know, if we just went on that alone, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, that right there by itself would be, whew. But we come over here with with the the Wade translations, and and he, whew, gives the the word steroids. (laughs) And he said to them, out of the Wade translation, to you has been, give, has been granted the secret concerning the dominion of God. Oh, dear God, think about what he's saying. To us, the secret concerning the dominion of God has been given to us. Luke chapter 8, verse 10. And he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it's given in parables that they seeing may not see and hearing may not understand. And here in in the Wade translation he takes it a little further and elaborates on what that's saying in the King James. In the Wade translation, he said, To you has been granted knowledge of the secrets, secrets concerning the dominion of God. But to the rest, 
All in instruction is given by means of allegories in order that as, as a penalty for previous indifference, they, through, they, though, uh, they though possessed of sight may not see and possessed of hearing may not understand. Now, um, mysteries. Let's, let's look at this word, mysteries. The uh, Strong's Concordance, this word is musterion. And it's, it's uh, listen to this real close. It, it's from a derivative of muo, M-U-O, with a line across the O. It means to shut the mouth. A, a secret or mysteries through the idea of silence imposed by initiation into, an, into a religious rite. <coughs> you know, there were, there were uh, I don't know if they were there before World War II or they, when guys came home from World War II, they started these different lodges. Uh, Masonic Lodge. They have all kinds of levels that you can go up to, you know, and and there's all kinds of secrets and this and that. And um, uh, it, this word mystery means hidden thing, secret, mystery, generally mysteries, plural, uh, religious secrets. Confided only to the initiated and not to ordinary mortals. The hidden or secret thing. Uh, not obvious, not obvious to the understanding. Turn with me first uh, Corinthians chapter. Let's see, what is it? 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, and I didn't give, give you that, I'm sorry. This is a spur of the moment. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks Mysteries. One translation says he speaks divine secrets. Yes. Yes. He speaks divine truths. But when you're speaking in tongues, you're speaking divine secrets. And you come over to verse um, 12. Yeah, you say, well, yeah, but I, when I'm speaking in tongues, I don't understand what I'm saying. Well, he says here, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So God's telling you when... Your spirit, by the Holy Spirit that's in you, is praying through you. Yeah. 
you're praying out divine truths that you're, it's not registering up here, but you can pray for the interpretation. Yes. And when that interpretation comes up, yes. you'll, you'll be edified. Yes. People around you yes. will be edified. A.A. Allen locked himself into a closet numerous times because he wanted to move into miracles. And he was in there praying in tongues and the, the room just lit up. And he thought, I thought my wife opened the, I told her not to open it unless I tell you to. I thought she opened the, the, the closet door and the light was coming in, but she hadn't. The Lord came in there and gave him several steps to follow. And he had been praying in tongues for this for I don't know how long. And the Lord brought him the answer. Okay? So, uh, in three of the four Gospels, we find, find the parable of the sower. It's not, in, it's not in John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke is the only place you'll find it. Um, now, um, so in, in, three, in four, three of the four Gospels, we find the parable of the sower, and we are told... Uh, it, we're, we're, we're told it's been, it has been given to us. I keep harping on this, and I'm going to keep on until you get it. It is, it's, he, he keeps talking about this. It has been given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom of God or the dominion of God. Now, if anybody is, uh, has questions about this translation that we're, we're using, if, if you are questioning uh, the validity, validity of it, let me give you a different translation. Look the, in the NIV, Luke chapter uh, 10 and verse Luke 8:10, it says, he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables so that though seeing, they may not see, and though hearing, they may not understand. And you, 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 if you dig, it in, dig, up, dig in your concordance and you look up the word kingdom, dominion is found there. You know, I'm one of these people that you can tell me about it, but I don't necessarily believe you. I want to see it. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I go dig it out for myself. Amen. So, to be, to be able to operate at a higher level, we need knowledge. Yes. Yes. Okay? Right. We need knowledge concerning that level. Yes. Amen. That's right. Now, before we go on, I want to point out something here uh, about these verses. In Matthew and Luke... It refers to mysteries, plural. In Mark, the word is mystery, singular. In Matthew, 
it speaks about the kingdom of heaven. And in uh, Mark and Luke, it talks about the kingdom of God. Now, uh, you say, well, oh, what, what's the difference here? What's, there's no difference. They're talking about the same thing. Okay? One just worded it a little different. And it's like, like that uh, definition out of Strong's that I gave you. It said the, the word mystery is usually uh, written in the Scripture plural. Okay? Yeah. Now, Jesus said, uh, it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Uh, to, to, to just know about these mysteries and not have an understanding is really of no good. It's, it's, it's useless. Do you understand what I said? To just know about a mystery. I don't want brownie buttons that I put up on top of the, the, the uh, mantle above the fireplace. And I've just got a bunch of, bunch of them up and down. They're dust collectors. I don't need that. The Holy Spirit was given to us to lead us, teach us, to guide us into all truth. So He's here to help us, among other things. Now, keep in mind as we go along here that uh, Jesus, okay, Jesus out of His mouth said, it's been given to you to know the secrets concerning the dominion of God. He said it. Okay? And He didn't just say it once, He said it three times. And also keep in mind, uh, Jesus said, I only say the things that I hear my Father say. So if He only says what the Father says, then this is the Father talking to us through His Son and saying, it's given to you. Just imagine Jesus or the Father standing in front of you pointing His finger at you and saying, I gave it to you. I've given it to you to know. You know, when my children were growing up, I wanted them to have all the knowledge that would put them over in life. I didn't want to keep I didn't want to keep them down and suppress them and and you know you're not good enough to know. No, 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 no. No, come on up here. Come on up here with me. Come on up here with me. Sit down next to me. I want you to know about this. You know, when Jonathan uh, his wife was just they just found out she was pregnant and we were talking one day and and uh, he wanted a son Oh my goodness, he wanted a son so bad. And I, I, uh, I said, Jonathan, have uh, you got any names picked out? He goes, no, not yet. I said, well, have you picked out any girl names? No, Dad, don't, don't confess that. <laughs> I said, honey, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. What's in there is in there. And uh, he, wanted to, he wanted to teach his son 
now his three girls, <laughs> all of the stuff that they trained him in in special forces. I, I called him up one day and I asked him, I said, Jonathan, how many explosives did they uh, teach you to use? He says, oh, man, there's so many different kinds. So it's not just C4, it's... And he's wanting to teach his girls. <laughs> he's, he, he's, going, he's, he's already started training them in this different stuff. And I thought, oh, dear God, the poor guy that tries to date these girls. Yeah, now they're taking Taekwondo. And, and the, the, uh, the, the instructor has really taken a shine to Ava. Because, because she listens and she does. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's, whew. Anyway, so, so he wants to train them in everything that he knows plus. How much more the Father? Um, in, in Luke 10, verse 8, in the Wade translation, he said, to you has been granted knowledge. Yeah, eight ten. Knowledge of the secrets concerning the dominion of God. And he goes on, and you know, he doesn't just stop there. He goes on from that point. He goes on with the parables. So I see it as the 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 uh, the knowledge is hidden. In the parables. To have, or we could say it like this, that, um, so the knowledge is hidden in the parables, or we could say to, to have understanding so that we can, uh, so that we can operate in the secrets of the dominion of God. You know, some of you are looking at me like, Amen. Pastor has lost it. He is no, off in Gaga land. No, no, no. But you know, there's, there's another realm that we need to tap into. Here in, in um, Luke 8, 10, it says to know. And granted... It has been granted to you to know. And the word know, now listen, uh, it's defined as to understand, to perceive, to become acquainted with so that you can do or apply. Okay? So let's go over to uh, Matthew 13. And we're going to start in verse 31. You know, I used to read these parables and I'd go, huh? You know. But since, since uh, I keep reading this, it's given unto you to know the mysteries 
concerning the dominion of God. Since I, since I hit that, I thought, man, there's, I need to get the shovel out and start working on this. There's things in here that uh, I, I need to get hold of. So anyway, we come down to verse 31. And he set before them another parable. Now it seems to me that now he's talking to the, uh, the inner group that came to him and said, why do you use parables or allegories to talk to these people? And, and after he explains that, and he says, to you it's been given to know. Then he starts, Matthew has more parables than any of the other uh, Gospels. And he, sits, he, he, he starts here and he says, And he set before them another parable, saying, The dominion of the heavens. The dominion of the heavens. In the contrast between its initial stage, this is so important, you've got to get a hold of this. In the contrast between its initial stage and its final development is like a grain of mustard. In other words, a mustard seed. Which a man took and sowed in his field. Which is the smallest of all seeds. But when, when it is sown... But, but, excuse me, but when it is grown up, okay, that seed the man sowed, when it has grown up, it's taller than any garden herb and becomes a tree. You know, a lot of the garden herbs are, you know, not real big compared to a tree. This thing develops into a tree. And notice what kind of tree. So that the wild birds come and roost on its branches. So that's big. I, uh, I, I take Benji out and uh, around our neighborhood there are, there are trees when we walk past the trees all of a sudden the whole tree comes alive. I mean, there are so many birds that park there during the night. I thought, dear Lord, how many birds are up there? And they're all up in there hiding, resting, nesting for the night. Verse 33. And he told them another parable. The dominion of the heavens in its powerful but unseen influence is like a little yeast which a woman took and completely covered up in dough made of a bushel of flour to work until the whole batch fermented and rose. This parable of the mustard seed and the yeast, um, you, you read those and you think, I don't understand this. What's going on? Well, both, both parables have things in common. The, 
as, as you read the parables, keep in mind Jesus said, said over in Matthew uh, 13, 11, it's been given to you to know, to understand the mysteries of the dominion of God. Or we could say to, to understand how, how the dominion of God in heaven, the dominion of heaven operates. Okay, Nick, you still there? We're getting it. Okay. Um. Matthew, Matthew 13, 31, and 32. A man takes, must, takes a, a mustard seed, takes some mustard seed, and took it and planted it. We're, we're trying to understand how the dominion of heaven operates. Notice, he took something and used it. He took something and planted it. He took something and planted it for a purpose. He took something, you take something out of the garage and use it for a purpose. To fulfill something. Now, let's, let, let's look back here for a minute. Go back to Matthew, uh, excuse me, Luke 8. Luke 8, and we're going to go back to Matthew 13. Now, for those of you who don't like flipping pages, you're going to have a difficult time getting this because you've got to study. Luke 8, <coughs> verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. Now, this man took mustard seed, and he's planting it. That's the Word being planted Luke, thir uh, Matthew 13, 13, 18. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, now, do does not hear, understand, uh, okay, wait a minute. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Notice, the word was sown in the heart. <coughs> Both 
And all of the, when you go through the parables, they all have something in common. People heard something. That was the beginning of each step. They heard. They heard. You're hearing if you're awake. This mustard seed is the Word of God. This man took the seed and planted it. He took the seed and used it. So we're talking, we're, we're primarily talking dominion. So you take that and start using it. Matthew 13, verse 32. Even though this seed is, is uh, this, let me go back here, 13, 32. Which is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown up, when it is used, when it is applied, Sitting on the shelf isn't going to do anything. Knowing without using, it doesn't do a thing. You can wipe, gripe and whine and beg God, but if you're not going to use what He's given you, it'll not do you any good. But when it has grown up, is taller than any herb and becomes, and becomes, and becomes, implying time. Now I know you are all came here this morning just saying, oh Lord, please let him teach me about patience. I want to hear about patience, God, please. <laughs> Wayne's sitting there with that look on his face like, yeah, I, I did that this morning. I want, to, I want to know about patience. Nobody likes patience. We want it yesterday. But it's, that is a part of life. It's a part of living and breathing. You can't get away from it. Even though the seed is, is this mustard seed is so seemingly small, he plants it and he cares for the seed. Cares for. Uh, Matthew thirteen thirty two, which is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown up. When it is grown up. So uh, the seed will grow. All things being equal, it's going to grow. You put it in the ground, cover it up, 
Water it and leave it alone. And it's going to grow. Now, if you're going to go back out the next morning and say, oh, I got to go see. I got to go see if it's growing. And you start digging. You, you just ruined it. Leave it alone. It's growing. But there's, there's something that we, we need to see here. And, and that is um, this involves time. Now, you're going to say, how much time? I don't know. You know, Brother Hagen used to used to say this, and uh, he said it. I don't know how many times people would come up to him and say, uh, I, "I did that, Brother Hagen. How long do I have to wait?" And he said, "If you're willing to wait, how did he say it? All your from now on." If you're willing to wait forever, it won't take very long. But if you're not willing to wait, plant, plant it. Get it in the ground and water it. Get it in the ground and water it. You know, if, if uh, I, I went and bought some, some uh, plants, potted them, put them in, in good soil, and started watering them, and they're growing. But, you know, I've, I've got some other stuff in the garage right now that I need to go home and transplant. But if I don't get those things in soil and give them some water... My wife's going to be upset with me because how much money I spent on those things. <laughs> and rightly so. So time is involved. Just set your mind on it. This is something you need to fix, fix in your mind right now. The seed is growing. Whether you see it or not, it's growing. Uh, Melissa took care of took care of one of the plants while we were gone out of town, and she was watering it. And I came back, and I I'm looking at this thing, and I thought I got I got a good sterile bag of dirt, potting soil. And I was looking at this, and I thought, what in the world is growing in there with that tomato plant? And uh, she told me, I said, what is this? She says, it's corn. <laughs> I said, what? And so finally, one of them grew up. You know, I, I was just yanking them out and pulling them out, and they kept growing. And so I, I stopped one day, and it, the soil was watered, and so I wiggled it around and stuck my finger down beside it, pulled out a kernel. I had to pull them out by the kernel to get them to stop. It just kept growing. I'd pull out the, pull out the stalk and it just, it's growing. It will keep growing. What you sow is going to grow. You say, Pastor, why did you put corn in there with your tomato plant? I don't know where those kernels of corn came from, but 
somewhere on my work table. I don't think that they they're pretty greedy. They'll eat that stuff. Anyway, um, so fix that in your mind. That seed's growing. Just look at look at the word and say that seed. I planted you. You're growing. You're growing. You're growing in me. And and while it's growing, you have to take care of the seed by watering it. This is, this is not only the seed, this is the water. Okay? You're, you're, you're sowing this seed of dominion. Okay, because that's what we're, what we're focused on. You're sowing this seed of dominion for your sake. Okay? For your sake and for the sake of people that you can help. Amen. I'm going to say something that some of you are going to look at me like, what? Did that come out of his mouth? Yeah. You're not going to be able to help everybody. I'm sorry to say you're not. Because some people will resist the word that you bring to them. And if they're going to resist the word, you're not going to be able to help them. No matter how much compassion is flowing out of you to them. You're just not going to be able to help them. Because it's in, in, in this situation, it's a two-way deal. If I'm sowing the seeds in, in me, I can use the dominion in different cases. And for those of you that are new about this, uh, we're, we usually talk about the authority of the believer in the spring. And uh, I found out the word authority or the word kingdom can be translated dominion. So, and, and it is authority also. So, but uh, I can use it for me or situations that I'm involved with, but when I bring another person into it, they they bring things along with it that can mess it up. Their will, their willingness to receive the word, their willingness to do. So see, let's just keep that in mind. Um. When the seed grows up, notice it talks about the birds of the air come and nest in, nest in its branches. The birds represent people. That's the typology of, of people. People come from every which way. Birds never nest in a place where they perceive danger. But it says here, they come and nest in the tree. When it grows up, puts out branches, the birds come because it's a safe place. People today are desperate. People today are desperate for people, people to speak the truth to them, 
not just speak the truth, but to speak it in love without judgment. Yes. You may not like some of the things that you see. Put it in your back pocket. Don't, don't let judgment come out of your face. Because you don't want judgment coming back on you. And they're looking for people, looking, looking for safe places. And that's what this is. Now, uh, Matthew 13, 33. And he told him another parable. I had another couple of things about this, and I, I, was gonna, I didn't write it down, so I apologize. Um, but anyway, it'll come back to me. The dominion of heaven, and another parable, uh, he, he, he told him another parable. The dominion of the heavens Listen real close to, to the wording here because it's very significant. In its powerful but unseen influence is like a little yeast which a woman took and completely covered up in dough made of a bushel of flour to work until the whole batch fermented and rose. Notice, in its powerful but unseen influence is like a little yeast. The mustard seed is so small, but look at the results. The, the, the dominion of heaven in its powerful but unseen influence is like a little yeast. It doesn't take a whole lot. Because once you begin using it, the influence goes to work. The woman took a little yeast, put it in a, a batch of dough, and she began moving it around. I remember watching my mother, she'd take, she'd make wheat bread and put just a little, little bit of yeast in there, and she'd start moving it around a little bit, and she worked the dough until the yeast had influenced all all of that batch of dough and caused fermentation in, and, the, and it, as a result the dough rose it begins to multiply it begins to, to expand have you ever had uh, ever, ever eaten bread that did not have yeast it's just, it's, it's tough. It's like a heavy, oversized pancake. But when you put the yeast into it, it begins to 
air, air inside it causes it to grow. She put her trust in the yeast to do its job. The yeast, that yeast, in comparison to the batch of dough, was just so small, but look at the influence that it had. How it impacted as it grew. As it grew. Again, time. My mother would, would work on this little dough and she would put it in a, in a uh, stainless steel pot and put it next to the pilot light on the stove. And the heat from the pilot light would, it would grow and pretty soon she'd have to take it out and put it in a bigger place because the, the thing had grown so much she divided it, you know. It kept growing. But it took time. And I'm standing there with the knife and the, the honey and the butter, and I'm, <laughs> come on. But it takes time. I had to get there before anybody else because I put dubs on the heels. I still do. Remember, the, the, the yeast is the word, but the yeast, just having it doesn't do anything. You've got to use it. Thinking about it won't do it. Talking about it, you've got to pick it up and do something. Both, both of the parables... Uh, Time is a factor in there. Take time to feed on the Word. What does Romans ten seventeen say? It doesn't say faith comes by reading. Your eyes can follow along, look at every word. You can memorize everything on the on that verse. But faith comes by hearing. Read, when you have your devotions, read to yourself. Amen. We're taught in school, keep your mouth shut and read with your eyes. That's for the sake of speed. This is for the sake of your spirit. We're feeding. You get more, if you, if you will read out loud to yourself, you will be surprised things that you have never seen. Take time to feed on the Word. When you, when you read the Word out loud, um, you're watering the seed. Now let me, let me close with this. Go back to uh, Matthew 13. <coughs> We've already covered this, but I want to... I, I keep getting... I need to go back to this again. Um, Mark and Luke... have this same verse, but in verse uh, 19, it gives a little bit more, which is a lifesaver. Because in the other two Gospels, it says, 
when the seed is sown and they don't understand, the enemy comes and steals the seed that was sown in their heart. <laughs> Sounds like the, the Bible. <laughs> but here it says, uh, therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. Let me, let me back up here. Whenever anyone hears the message concerning the dominion of God without understanding it, the wicked one, uh, uh, yeah, the wicked one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Okay? So the wicked one is coming for a purpose. He's coming hoping that you didn't, you didn't understand what's being said. And uh, he comes to steal. But you notice if you read down through the rest of the parable, he comes, this is just one of the ways he comes to get the word. In each, each of the other kinds of grounds, except the last one, he brings things. He brings uh, pressure, persecution, different things. He comes, and it says he comes because of. But he who receives the, the, the seed on, in, on stony places, this is he who hears the word, immediately receives it with joy, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, watch this, because of the word. Now understand this, the enemy hates the word. Because when the word gets in you and you start operating in it, he's in trouble. He hates the word. He doesn't want you to get a hold of it. Okay? Immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed on, thorn, on the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word and he, be, he becomes unfruitful. These are things that the enemy... Satan is the god of this world. Um, so the enemy comes, the first case scenario, he comes for the word. He will bring things to try to get things out of your mouth that are inconsistent with the word. I came home yesterday and I felt like I had been run over by a truck. I just did not feel like doing anything but going to bed. And uh, I knew I couldn't. I had things I had to do before this morning. So I sat down, and uh, this, this parable came to me, and I, and I thought, this is the enemy, because I haven't done anything to provoke this. So I just sat there, and I started worshiping the Lord, thanking Him that Jesus bore this for me. I 
don't, it doesn't have a right to me. And I just began thanking him. I said, Father, the word speaks better things concerning me. And the word is there before you in heaven. And that word is speaking what I have. And I, so, you know, if, if the Word is speaking it for me, the blood is speaking it for me, I need to be saying the same thing. Yes. And I, so I just sat there and I began confessing the Word. Lord, He bore all of my sicknesses. He took my infirmities, my weaknesses. And I just began worshiping. And, and, and you know, that's one of the hardest things when, when our body is involved because our body is saying, I hurt I don't feel good. Get away from me. I know none of you have ever done that, but uh, I have. And uh, so, you know, when a pain comes, what are you going to say? You know, we have a tendency to express ourselves through our words we want everybody around us to know, and we're going to tell them by our words. And he's taking, he's stealing the word. I sat there for a while, and I did that, and, and uh, when I finally got up, I thought, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you have to, you have to come, you're, you're the guardian. You're the caretaker of the word that's been sown. You have to be the steward and manage that. You know, we talk about uh, taking care of the seed once it's been sown. Well, that's what, what I was doing. I was managing what, was, what had been sown. Yes. Yes. Praise the Spirit. So good. Amen. Anywho, let's all stand. Now, I've just given you understanding. So when the owies come, the yuckies come, I like something Smith Wigglesworth said. Somebody asked, asked him one day, how's, how's Wigglesworth feel? He says, I never ask my body how I, how I feel. I tell it how I feel. I tell it how the Word says I'm going to feel. So when the symptoms come, just say, shut up. I'm under new management. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Because you're guarding that seed that has been sown. When it looks like things are not working and you have been speaking to it, you have been using your dominion and speaking, but it doesn't look like it, say, I don't care. Come on. The Word's working. That's right. I have divine dominion given to me and I'm using it. Devil, you're defeated. You're under my feet. You have no say in it. Shut up and get out of here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
You know, parents say, oh, now be nice. No, you don't have to be nice when he's around. You can be ugly with him. Just let him know what the Word says. Okay? Father, we give you glory this morning. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for the understanding the Spirit of God brings to us that we might move in this, in this divine dominion that you've given to us. We glorify you, Father, that it is your will. It is your will that we, we have this understanding and that we move in this. And we thank you, Father, for the seeds that have been sown. Those seeds are growing. Those seeds are affecting people. And we see the, we see the, the crop growing. We see the dough bubbling up. And we thank you for that word that's at work in us. We give you glory, Lord. Your word is true and anything besides the word is a lying vanity. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You got something? Well, turn and greet somebody around you. And you're dismissed. <laughs>